every real like player has had that moment though when you gotta call mom mm -hmm. your mom it's not what we thought it was yeah. this isn't a motivational video anymore yeah, this now, is real like let me tell you something though. Hold on. See, you got jokes. <laughs> you got jokes. But let me tell you this. If this was 1996, yeah. I would be an NFL fullback. I'm just okay, telling you oh, right now. And if this was 57 BC, I'd be the king of I'd be the king of every <laughs> that is land. Not like, the same. like what are we saying here? Like, I'm just telling you. All right, everybody, big news coming out of the Lions Den podcast. We officially have our own merch that we're getting ready to put out. Make sure to go cop yours. Link is in the description below. These proceeds help us produce this podcast, bring on A-list guests, and these proceeds also help Penn State NIL as a whole. Go get yours and tag us on social media. We'll give you a shout-out on the pod. Looking forward to seeing you wearing the Lions Den merch exclusively. Welcome back to the Lions Den episode four. I'm Aeneas Hawkins, joined as always by Nick Dawkins and Jerry Cross. And we're joined today by Curtis Jacobs, Mr. LBU himself. Kurt, how are we feeling after Saturday's win? Oh, I'm feeling good. Um, it was a great win. Uh, I feel like we played complimentary football as a team. So I feel like we did we did a good job up there. Defense did its thing. Um, so I feel like we did, we did a really good job. How many takeaways from the defense, just so that people don't forget? Five of them things, man. Five was, of them. It was, it was big. It was a big day for us. You said defense did its thing. Like, you didn't just get five, five turnovers <laughs> or something like that. Like, it was just, yeah. yeah. that's, I mean, that's that's what we strive for every day. Like, we, we have that number um, of three turnovers. That's our goal. And you know, like, like just like how we do in practice, we try to smash that. Once we get rolling, it gets, it gets crazy sometimes. Yeah. Offensively, you guys were able to get it going late. What did it take for you guys to get those wheels turning and perform at a high level? I mean, all praise to the defense, man. Dude, five turnovers, you have to capitalize off of that. But that's something that we're working on, too, as an offense. Coach Franklin always talks about complimentary football. It looks different in certain ways. And it was a gritty, not a pretty win. But Coach Franklin says it's a beautiful win. Any win you can get in the Big Ten on the road is a good win. It's a beautiful win. So it may be not you the prettiest love of the fans, but. Yeah. As you said, a lot of like winning is not. So like we take pride in winning. Like this past oh. weekend, it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't like a like you said. It wasn't a pretty win. You know, you have to make adjustments. You have to, you know, come out, drive, and just try to, you know, drive the ball down the field and do what we can. So we did that. Sometimes it takes what it takes, like you said. And I feel like the best teams are the ones who are able to play complementary football when maybe one side of the ball isn't clicking like the other one. The other two sides of it can uplift them. And that's that's one thing I say about this team. Like I feel like we so connected. Like from even like just an off the field perspective, that like when we get in situations like that, we we just have each other's back. Like I'll walk past the O line and walk past the the quarterbacks and all that. And like even when they down, I know like they know we got them. So. It's straight for real. And you know why we're so connected. Chuck Losey, yeah. summer workouts. That's what connects the team. When, you, when yeah. you're rep 13 of a destructor, <laughs> rep 13 of a destructor after the basis of 12, and you're looking around, you see who the guys are. You see. You figure you know, it out quick. <laughs> you figure out what's going on quickly. Yeah, I feel like. Sleds. I feel like everyone has, like, the one drill that, like, mm -hmm. It does it for him. Like, for me, it's it's the hills. I'm not going to lie. Hills get you, man. And this is bad, but for me, it's not the stadium stairs. It's the run to the stadium and back. The back the back run is no bueno. It's no good. No good. No. no good. There are some dark times when I run back from running stadium steps. It's like you literally can't see anymore. Like there, the, were days, there were days I wanted to hurt Sean Clifford. Because, <laughs> like, not only – do we got to run all the way across campus? Like, 
for you to have the audacity to say finish through the end zone, which I get it, I get it. <laughs> which is what he's supposed <laughs> like, to say I as the quarterback. I get it, what you're trying team. to say as a leader, but like <laughs> Jesus Christ, like that extra fifty yards, it just it it's, hurts. That's man. the longest part of the run. That, I swear, that little fifty yards once you get <laughs> to Haluba. Yeah, and like, like in the moment, you go encouraging, like, yeah, fifty yards, finish, let's score. But like in the back of your mind, you're just like, damn, yeah. It's a tough feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been there before. My first workout actually at Penn State was the stadium steps. And at that point, I'm like 38% body fat. I have mm, fresh off a of two-foot surgery. So no, not 40. Sorry, <laughs> no, 41. No. We're not rounding up. But uh, <laughs> I called my mom after that. I wanted yep. to come back to the crib, actually. Every real like player has had that moment, though, when mm-hmm. you got to call mom. Mm-hmm. Yo, mom. It's not what we thought it was. Yeah. This isn't a motivational video anymore. Yeah, this no, is real. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like mine was a little different, though, because, like, you got here in the winter, so you, you yeah. got the, the brunt of it. But, like, mm-hmm. when I got here, it was it was a lot different because it was COVID. They couldn't yeah. really do what they wanted to do. So it felt like I felt like COVID provided a little cushion uh, for a sense for me because, like, the way, the, way, the way workouts went, like, it's nothing compared to what we do, like, recently. Like, this summer – if I had to rank my summers, my freshman summer would probably be the easiest one. Yeah. You came in on a different type timing, though, man. You yeah. first, first, you came in with a cut. You had the low cut. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, low yo, cut, Curtis. Every when you when we'll you find get that to pick. the point, with I was the low not cut, messing around, man. No, nah, low cut. That's when it's strictly business. <laughs> that's when you changed the whole mindset. The came in with a low cut, and you were burning. You were just running, man. You could run. Yeah, I, that's one thing I I wanted to show as soon as I got here. I wanted to show I could run. I could be a sideline to sideline linebacker. Um, I felt like that was something we were missing, so I just needed to do it, especially with Micah Parsons even pretty much saving me from the the D squad curse. From that D squad. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah, but it was it was all good, man. I, I I love my experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So how much time did you get with Micah when you were here? Because he was here what COVID year? It was until the summer, basically, or so the end of I, summer. I spent a lot of time with Micah as a recruit. That's when I really got to know him. Um, I was committed here for two years before. Um, before coming, I, me and Doc basically built the class together. Honestly. coordinators, yeah, we like, did. We, we had a group chat. We were reaching out to guys, getting guys to come. I think we were the two oldest commits. So mm. just, like, being really tied in like that, I was I was coming back and forth up here. Um, but, yeah, I pretty much had Micah. The summer, I don't even think he was up here because he, um, he had a kid. So he was worried about uh, getting his kid sick, doing all that. And... But he basically came up for camp. We had the two weeks, but we also had the separate practices. So I'm a I'm a three and four. So I'm not even practicing with like yeah, Sean and them. Like, they had to split up. Yeah, like Sean, Sean, all of them, all the ones, ones and twos. They would practice in the morning, and the threes and fours would come in and practice after. <laughs> and those, I'm pretty sure those practices look nothing alike because. We they knew the plays and we're right. <laughs> we're just getting in like just trying to learn, trying to develop and stuff. So I honestly I think I thank God every day that that man left. Man, he saved my life. Yeah, shout out Micah for leaving, man. Shout out. Micah. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't realize how sweet we had that though. Yeah, Jerry, like you came in a traditional camp. <laughs> we had two groups. Practice was like an hour and a half, basically yeah, all bro. all indie because. We would did one practice with one group. So, like, ones and twos would practice. They would do one group, right? So they would have practice, do everything. Then they would leave. We would come in after them and then do another practice yep. with the threes and the fours. Like what, what did your practice look like? What, like what 
Same, same thing, just condensed down. It would be like 16 series, yeah. Yeah. 16 periods, and then we have like a halftime. Those the probably, halftime with the orange slice. Yep, orange slices oh and water. God. Loved halftime. But they had to do halftime because mm-hmm. the helmets that we were wearing, if you remember, not yeah. only did we have visors mm-hmm. for COVID reasons, but we also visor. had a mouth guard, basically, yeah. a, piece of, a piece of plastic that went over the helmet. Yeah. So it was like being an astronaut in 80-degree weather yeah. playing football. We had so many D linemen who were still back home with the transition back to state college that I went from being a true three or four to practicing against the ones and twos. And we, <laughs> so it didn't go great because it was literally just me and Judge Culpepper in the D tackle. It was just us. So we get to one on ones for three periods. And you know how that is. We got three periods of one on ones. It's just me and Judge getting hammered for 35 minutes in a row. You were sneaky good at the one on ones, though. I will say that. I was, I was sneaky, like you said. I would catch somebody. People would come up there and think it was going to be sweeter than what it was. You know what I'm saying? So I catch yeah. them out of their technique. So you thought you had the element of surprise? You think that was your biggest? Yeah. Yeah, I would catch somebody tired and not locked in. You know every what he now was? He's like when you open a, like a bread packet that's been sitting there for a little bit, and it's the day before it expires. Yeah. That's like. That was like, my, my best day career. <laughs> Anyways, we got, we're privileged to have you here, Kurt. A lot of people know you as Kurt Jacobs, the linebacker, and that. It. Before we get into that side of you, what did it take to get to Penn State? You were a big recruit. I remember you coming up and being committed for a couple of years, like you said. Talk to us about the journey to get here, uh, as well as what it's taken now um, to be a leader on that football team. It honestly, it took a lot of work. Um, uh, honestly, we have our we have our core values, um, and I take sacrifice really serious. Um, I was the kid. I really wasn't trying to do too much outside of football. I was working consistently towards it a lot um in high school i probably spent four days a week training with my trainer back home uh courtney i haven't i haven't seen him in a while courtney green he um he used to play for the jacksonville jacksonville jaguars so i haven't i haven't seen him in a while but just being able to work and get that consistent workflow i feel like that trained me for like a college program yeah i mean dude and when you come into penn state right Early, early commit. What keeps you committed? Because obviously you yeah. had a lot of temptation, high-rated recruit. All these schools coming in, they're getting a peek at you. And you know as well as I do that recruiting process, once you commit, get an offer, guys yeah. are decommitting. Now schools are scavenging, trying to see if they can pick somebody off yeah, easy from another stop. class. Um, one thing that me, I just I always knew Penn State was going to be it for me. Um, the way they they came after me and they just showed so much love, it just it felt like, it felt like leaving your family, really. So... That's that's what I feel like is different about Penn State. Like when you're when when you see other guys decommitting, they're like, it's like they're decommitting from like the team. Like they're doing that from from like the program. But I, I it really felt like if I would have left Penn State, it would have been like leaving family. Yeah, that's like what they do best in recruiting. I think yeah. is promoting that family atmosphere yeah. and getting guys bought in. Yeah. 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 Nah. One thing, like I, I used to have conversations with Jair Brown about this last year. Like, one thing about Coach Franklin, like, you will never catch him like slipping up in anything. Like, he, he is the most consistent and like real dude you ever meet in your life. Like, he will never, like, you'll never catch him saying something. Three weeks ago that he changed now or saying right. something even three years ago he changed now. He has a specific routine and he sticks to it every day. And that that's just the type of consistency I want in my life. 
that's just, I, when you're a leader like Coach Franklin, um, a high paid leader, a leader with a lot of visibility. <laughs> yeah. um, not to pocket watch Coach Franklin by any means, no, we but are. We are. Right? <laughs> I am watching. Shout out to Mike Porman. <laughs> yes, yeah, one seventy. I know how much doing you the make, man, Coach. Doing the math. I know how much you make. <laughs> that was Coach. not the point of what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> when you're that type of guy, you can't leave any room to be questioned. Like when you're yeah. saying things, you have the team meeting format. You're in front of guys every day, telling them how they need to live and what it takes to be great. So if you got any room in there for people to look at you and your body of work and say you're not yeah. living the way that you're talking that's that's a big thing another question i had you know while we talk about your journey the mcdonough pipeline has been absolutely ridiculous for penn state Jeez. they're they're recruiting that really well from you to pj mustafruz with the broncos now deny dennis sutton who a lot of football teams are going to want playing for him I want mason. Mason, mason 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 robinson i'm telling y'all right now y'all better watch out for mason robinson hey he might be one of the best ones. I'm really? not, I've seen I've seen how he grew since I was in since I was in high school. It's he's looking like Deny, like a lot like Deny. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a that's Shout a big Devon too. By the way, yeah, Devon Lee's. How do we forget Devon? You can't Devon forget Devon. Pipeline. Can't forget Devon. What's Quick Devon side story here. When he was a recruit, so I'm in the weight room lifting, and I heard Devon was committed. He was coming. I didn't know Devon. I had not even met the kid. Um, all I knew about him was he was like six foot, three ten coming out of high school. I'm thinking he's gonna be a nose tackle. And me and PJ are talking about him, and he's like, "Yo, like this kid can like 180, like he can like windmill dunk, yeah. like he's like one of those explosive, talented people Super I've ever athletic. been." Yeah, shout out Vaughn, man. Shout out Vaughn. Let's talk about the defense. Um, all offseason, expectations, obviously, for y'all have been super-duper high. Um, with the talent that comes back, you, Abdul, the corners, the D-line, uh, who people are starting to talk about now. But what they don't talk about is that you lose Jair Brown, who mm -hmm. is a tremendous leader. P.J. Musfer is a multi-year captain at Penn State. As somebody who's looked to as a leader, what does it take for you to keep the defense's standards so high uh, and honestly even surpass last year's? The thing is uh – with our defense, I feel like that leadership from guys like Jair and PJ, it just rubbed off on everybody. So we're just we're just to a point now where we have guys pretty much all across our ones and even our twos that just like we, we hold each other accountable and that's how we operate as a defense. And I feel like it's just guys like Dom DeLuca, um, Jalen Reed, guys like Kevin Winston Jr., uh Kalen King, just a bunch of guys that are willing to hold other teammates accountable. At every position and anywhere on the field, it's just it, it gels together perfectly. You got Manny Diaz in year two. Um, before we get into who he is as a coach, I've heard through the grapevine that he is like probably the singular best motivational speaker mm -hmm. that's been in that building. And you guys have probably all heard him speak. It's different. It's different. Man. You just get the team meetings. Like you, if you were in our uh, our pregame like pre breakfast speech, like we'll get a speech like. Say this game we played, it was 11 o'clock, right? We got to get up at 7.20, and I've never been, like, ready to run through a wall more. <laughs> at 7.20 <laughs> in, in the morning. Like, just it, he motivates you, man. And he does, it, he does it through, like, saying, basically, you do this because you don't want to let your teammate down. And that's, that's really how you feel as a, as a football player. Like, it, it can't be about other outside um, – outside motivation tactics. It got to be from you and from your teammates. So I feel like that's the main thing he, he tries to get across. Would you guys all say that, you know, that, that accountability, that brotherhood, that, that focus on your, your brother and your teammate, would you say that's unanimous across the board? Yeah. Yeah, we we literally, we'll, we'll do that stuff in film. Like, he'll show everyone 
we're in the, the defensive meeting like setting. He'll show everyone everyone's best plays, and he'll show everyone everyone's worst plays. So like he, that's basically how you build trust as a defense. So the pack basically knows what you are because you put it on tape. Man, that's just the beauty of ball, though. Yeah. I think that's why. I mean, not to just generalize, but specifically here for our team, while we're so close, is we see each other's worst yeah. and each other's best, yeah. and we see each other grow. I swear. So it's man, like. I know, like, when we put on, like, uh, before the team meeting, see yourself on tape. I'm like, saying, <laughs> I'm saying, it'd be the, the work. Plays. The effort plays, man. And I, those, I got to shout out those D squad guys, too, man, because they, they will embarrass you sometimes. And it's, you wouldn't expect that. Like, you would expect to kill them every time. But, like, those guys, they, they come out with a different type of passion and they come mm. up with a different type of, um, different type of work ethic. And it's just to get us better. And I, I really appreciate those guys for that. Shout out my D squad guys, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Shout out your D squad guys. Like your I'm glad my legacy guys. has carried on in that D squad, man. We were just talking. We actually yesterday had one of the most electric, dirty shows. Yeah, it was. It was really? popping. It was popping yesterday. Yo, what, was, what made it so electric yesterday? Man, guys were flying around. Guys were <laughs> running guys, around. Guys, guys were in there trying to put people in casts <laughs> on a Sunday, <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night. Man, it was it was going down on Sunday night. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta stop by, bro. They got they got the new uh, scoreboard or yeah, in Haluba. like the little oh in Haluba? They got the yeah. they got the D Squad Super Bowl up there, the little symbol. They got <laughs> oh, the crazy. the uh, the NFL music playing. It's, it's, a, it's a vibe. <laughs> that's good. I like that they are taking care of those guys. Some yeah. of the hardest hits I've ever seen in my life were oh, in D Squad scrimmages. What was the hardest hit you ever taken? <sighs> um, first varsity football game. Uh, my sophomore year, Liam Eichenberg, mm-hmm. who I think is with the Dolphins now. Okay. I had never, I didn't understand the concept of like poolers or like counters or any of that. I'm just saying, I'm 15, just running around, run up field, don't see him coming, knock my helmet clean off. Ooh. Clean off. Yeah. Can we get, I hope like we can cut to and get like an edit of that. We can get, we can get to those clips. We'll get to those clips. Kurt, I want to ask you about. A guy that gets all kinds of praise, and rightfully so. Abdul Carter, I mean, from day one when he got on campus, people understood the type of athlete he was. Um, how have you seen him develop as a competitor? You're with him every day. What's that experience with Abdul been like? Well, since Abdul stepped in the stepped in the building, he was probably one of the most fierce competitors. Um, just how he approaches every day. He he likes to show, like, because you know he likes, he likes to talk a lot. So he talks a lot, but... He backs it up every time, and that's just that's just how a lot of dogs are built in football. Um, just seeing how he makes plays, runs to the ball, it was it was impossible to keep him off the field last year. I, I know everybody is comparing him to Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. but that sounds literally just like how Micah was when he yeah. came in. He would talk the most, that's but when it came time to competitive periods, I never saw Micah come close to losing. He's a, he's a young buck, him with that mentality. Jerry, yeah. when you came in, how has your mentality changed from then to now? For me, like, you know, I had a different journey, so I'm just trying to build my confidence. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I told you before, like, I always That's the biggest part. School, and I'm getting here, like, not used to a team period. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, my confidence was continuing to grow. It's like now I'm starting to become more confident in what I'm doing since I know more and I'm getting better as an athlete. But definitely, like you said, Abdul did come in, like, he came in confident. I feel like, I feel like confidence is the most important part to, uh, to this game. Like, when you see... When you really can feel like you can do anything you want on that football field, it's a, it's a different feeling. And just being able to do that and talk behind it, 
I haven't reached that level of confidence yet, but just like seeing guys do that, that's that's different. Nah, you, yeah, you I, like you, like you're a yeah, I don't know why Kirk's live for the cameras. Kirk came in talking too. <laughs> I mean, I like to talk trash, yeah, but like when it comes to like saying I'm gonna do this and you go out and do it, like right. guys saying, all right, I'm gonna bro break this this uh, squat record. Uh, I'm gonna go get this many tackles. Like I'll never predict nothing. I just I let it come to me and I let the game come to me. In hindsight, Kurt, I do do my fair share of trash talk. Though. You do trash talk, but you trash talk differently. You yeah. are a comedian. Like even in the most serious yeah. moments, you're making fun of things that like I can't combat on the football field. <laughs> you're not saying I'm taking a bad set. You're like yeah. you're, you're criticizing my character. Yeah, <laughs> like what I ate that day. You know what I mean? Like how did yeah. you know I had a pliable today? Why yeah. are you talking about that? <laughs> He's laughing just like this. No, my favorite, my favorite person to trash talk. Oh my god, it's it's Drew Aller. Like, because Drew will never talk back to you, like ever. But like, he just gets a little like this little look in his eyes, and he just he just kind of goes like, Drew, Drew will be ready to snap the ball. It'll be a third down period, and like. You know we have our prowler package, so mm-hmm. I'm on the line. Like he's coming up, checking the, checking the, making the checks, and I'm just coming up, whispering in his ear, just saying <laughs> stuff crazy. to him. So it's it's amazing. I love Drew, man. He's he's a he's a competitor too. Yeah, I think sometimes with them quiet guys, and quiet guys are the ones you gotta watch. Hunter one. Norzad <laughs> is a guy you gotta watch. <laughs> Shout out Hunter Norzad. Hunter Norzad is a problem. You will not. He's not going to say nothing, it. but he's yeah. going to touch on you if you say something. Because like there was this, there was this running joke. There was this running joke I was doing all camp. So whenever we ran this certain play, I would line up on on Norzad like right on him, and before the snap, I would smack his helmet. <laughs> and it like I never, I didn't know how much that pissed him off. Like I, I would do it probably like every three days of camp, let it slide. I think it was practice twelve. They ran a screen. He put me down. It was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty bad. So I, I, I probably won't do that to Norzad again. No more of that, man. Nah. Yeah, Hunter's not one of those guys. I mean, I, I never played with Hunter, but yeah. when I walk in a room and Hunter's there, man, it's probably good for you. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, he's a match. He's like, I mean, he's six four, six five, but he's like yeah. massive. Nah, he's a, can run, yeah. dude. Can run. run like a gazelle. It's a problem. He's it's genuinely a problem. Yeah, I mean, the Ohio State clip from last year where he comes around and then knocks that kid out. Player of the game this week. Player of the game is a center in a, in a three-down defense. That ain't easy Open to do. Defense. You must manhandle. Those, those, good D-line those are some great, that was some great D-line play from mm-hmm. them last week. Yeah, they had, uh, they had a strong unit up front. Yeah. That's what people, man, people get so upset about, oh, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. First of all, why are you mad after a win? Yeah, we right. won the game. No first of all, there's yeah. a lot of sad people out there, too. That is a good football team. You you will be seeing them down the line. You're definitely going to see that business. Team. People, I mean, it's they get caught up in names of schools mm-hmm. and who they think is supposed to be good and who's not good. If you're in the Big Ten, you've got NFL talent somewhere, somewhere. and they're going to be a problem. And that's why, like, I hate when people approach these games as like, oh, this is a supposed to win. Like, you got to win this game. You're supposed to win this game. Like, you're not guaranteed to win against anyone in this league. Mm-hmm. Like. There's there's a super amount of talent at every school, and you got to bring your A game every game if you want to do what we did last year. You like have last to. year, I would say was one of the hardest seasons from like a mental and physical standpoint because we really put everything in every game. I mean, I've been a part of teams that 
didn't necessarily have that mindset and that approach where yeah. every game you got to go out and win the game. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to give it to you. And those types of teams don't typically end up There's doing not as well. There's one team that's going to give it to you. No. And what do you do as a leader to bring them back? Right, right. And that's a great question. <laughs> We're going to move on from that stupid question, man. Um, LBU, man, it, it means a lot. Uh, LeVar Arrington, we'll start there. Brandon Short, Cope. I mean, all these guys that played here at a high level, you saw it as a recruit. You're in it now. Mm. What does it mean to you? So as a recruit, I didn't really know what it was. Um, I I never really researched a linebacker play here. I It sounds weird, but as a recruit, I thought I was going to play receiver for like the first couple, oh, couple months. Did they tell you that? Roll Did you tape. buy that? Uh, yeah, roll the tape, though. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. Were you I'm nasty? You, I'm Bro, roll the tape. tape. Like, <laughs> roll the tape. When I, so I had I had to come up here a couple times. So the first time I came up here was my freshman year. Um, and they didn't they didn't offer me. I think it was something to do with the 40 time at that point. But I, I was trying to get here as a receiver. And then I come back the second time, and Coach Franklin tells me he didn't offer me that second time because they didn't know what I was going to play because I was doing workouts with uh, Coach Banks, he used to be the safety Shout coach. Shout out Coach um, Banks. Yep. I'm working out with Coach T, uh, doing corner stuff. I'm doing linebacker drills with Coach Pry after, and I'm running one-on-ones as a receiver. So, like, I think, like, when I got offered and I was in Coach Franklin's office, like, I had Tebow in there, um, <laughs> Coach Spence, Wild Dogs. <laughs> I had Pry in there, uh, Coach Bowen, just a bunch of guys that all wanted me to play for their rooms and they're just battling, but they they just knew they wanted me to be a Nittany Lion, and that's one thing I really appreciate about it. They they, I didn't really get a choice. I just got Coach Pride telling me if you come here to play this, you'll probably be play faster. Like you'll get on the field faster. Right. And he was right about that. But that's just that's just how it was. But the linebacker tradition um, is definitely something I hold true to my heart. Um, just having those guys that that I looked up to. Um, guys in the NFL I didn't even know went here um, before before Penn State. LeVar, Jack Ham, uh, Micah, the Navarro Bowman, just a bunch of great guys that came here and did their thing. So it's you you got to hold that standard every day. Yeah. At what point did you realize you weren't a wide receiver? How long did that take? Um, I still think I can do it oh, if I'm being honest. I really still if I'm if I like We're if I to- cut down to like two oh five. I really think it's possible. Yeah, what, okay, possible yourself. where? Yeah, yeah, okay. I could play corner at... All right, nah. No, no okay. Jerry, Jerry, did you have that problem as a recruit that too many coaches, position coaches, wanted you to play in their, no, in like their position me, group? I, just, I wanted to be a receiver, but I was always heavier than I would, than a receiver should be. Like, yeah. That was my problem, too, man. In high school, I was 6'5", like 190. And I gradually started gaining weight. I'm like 210 my sophomore year, 220 my junior year. Mm. As mom's cooking? Yeah. Mom was. <laughs> Y'all know I came in like, I came in like, I was, a, I was like a skinny chubby dude. Like, mm. I was skinny, but I had like a gut. Yeah, a little gut to you. Mm. Doc, did you ever have any, you know, questions about what position you would play? I had an offer to Tennessee to play D-line. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> that Doc was that dude as a recruit, man. I remember. I remember. I don't remember watching him as a D-tackle. 
Um, Junior mid-year, mid-season highlights. We need. I mean, we're we're off on a highlight tangent tonight. I think we need to start well. pulling some clips up. Dude, we, can, well. we can throw the huddle links in the right. Yeah, if there's receipts, man, pull them up. Oh, I'm not here for yeah. I'll find them. them. I'll yeah, definitely up, find pull them. Pull up that JV. Flow. Let me tell you something though. Hold on. See, you got jokes. <laughs> you got jokes. But let me tell you this: if this was 1996, yeah. I would be an NFL fullback. I'm just okay, telling you well, right now. And if this was 57 BC, I'd be the king of. I'd be the king of every <laughs> land. Not like, the same. like what are we saying here? Like, I'm just telling you. We talk about rolling the film. My sophomore year, I had like probably eleven or twelve tutties, pancakes every week. I'm I'm coming out the flat catching balls. I'm Pat Ricard before Pat Ricard. You're playing against like five two guys that just failed an algebra two test. Oh, you did play in Ohio. Monday, <laughs> Monday what does night that mean? Game. I played in Ohio. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ohio was a, a good. We I would, what I don't know about Ohio. So this is what I'll say, and this is be I'll put Pennsylvania above Ohio high school. Pennsylvania football. is good high like school a, football. Why, yeah, why is that like a like that's like so, a thing? Like, so PA is top ball. But PA, okay. The PA schools I've played, I I respect them. They're they're great teams. I played Malvern Prep, Berks Catholic. Um, what's another team? You're playing low. Those are like low. I played the school Kyle Pitts went to. What, what do they call it? Oh, uh, Emotep. No, no, he didn't go to. Was he a St. Joe's guy? Nah, he wasn't. Uh, I Joe's. forgot. I, I forgot the St. name Joe's. of the school. Archbishop Wood. Wood. Okay, Archbishop yeah. But those Wood, are like four yeah. A teams, like three yeah. A teams. You play a real six A team. St. Joe's prep. Shout bro, out I've Fonte. seen. I've seen Nick Singleton's tape. You're. That's not six A ball. Y'all are, not, They y'all let Nick Singleton run that same toss sweep play, <laughs> and he scored <laughs> about forty times. After six which which then happened. I'm saying you bring you bring that up to Maryland. That might it might work in Ohio, but you bring that up to Maryland. Versus we're Ohio getting that Bobcats. box. We're getting that boxed for like a. I don't know why there's like this misconception that Maryland football, which is very good per capita, Maryland I will sit here on is. camera and re- respect to Maryland high school football. But you, PJ Mustford, does this every Maryland, Maryland guy I talks is to. Different, I'm trying to tell you, it's not that different. I'm trying to. Tell it's you. it's a saturated. It's like dense. You got that. You have to do little conferences and such like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got more. Ball players that are going to stick around longer in these bigger states. I I'm completely sorry. agree. So I, wait, hold on, wait. But before you do that, tell me about Wisconsin ball. No. What's going no, on? Yeah, you've been real What's quiet the whole time. Ball. What's going on out there? Cool. What's some ball? gritty. I played against a bunch of like five, four, mm-hmm. probably one sixty. Like, oh God, like, yeah, you want to bring up Wisconsin ball? What's your high school? What's the name of your high school? <laughs> That's crazy. Who's Rufus King? Wait, who's Rufus King? I don't know. You don't know. You didn't even bother to look. <laughs> I don't know who the hell Rufus King is. My beard a ball. I'm Jerry Cross. <laughs> Rufus King did what? Okay. Go back to your original question. But like, rank the top five, top five states. Right now? Ah man, number one has to be Florida. It's got to be Florida Florida right now. Number one. I got. I'm. I'm. I'm like combating between Florida and Texas. I got because like the stuff I saw Parker Washington do. Yeah, yeah. and he wasn't even like the highest. He wasn't even like one of the top guys. So like, I, I gotta, I gotta go Texas one, Florida two. Who's your three, four, five? Three, I got to go Maryland. Uh, I'll make it DMV to make uh, one more. I mean, give it a little offense. You have to add three whole like areas of the United yeah, States in. Like that's how you need. You need yeah. help. Well, you need, y'all need help. We don't really states. count Virginia, but like it just it just <laughs> okay. we add them in just cause just right, to make bet. it feel better. But okay. um, 
Then I gotta say California. I've seen a lot of a lot of dogs from California. Okay. And then fifth, I gotta either go Georgia or like one of those states like Mississippi, Louisiana. You got Mississippi and Louisiana over bro, Pennsylvania and Ohio. You don't even like, you just said one of those. I've states. seen some guys like I, I, it's like a five B A B because like those guys they're they're just different man. There's something different about the South. There's something different about the South. Ohio has a lot of talent. Ohio, let's just for reference, there's a game called the Big Thirty Three for any of the viewers who know it, and it used to be Ohio versus Pennsylvania. Now I think Maryland replaced Ohio. Have they gotten their first win in that game yet, or is this just small talk we're making right, right now? The Big Thirty Three. I I go back and forth with a lot of guys in the Big Thirty Three. So the Big Thirty Three. I really, from a Maryland perspective, we're trying to get guys exposure. The guys that play in that game. They're playing in that game because they need to play in that game. So you're not sending your dogs, is what you're saying? We're not sending our dogs to that game, no. Okay. There are some there are some dogs that play in that game though, like underrated guys, um, guys that haven't gotten the looks that they've needed. But yeah, our our dogs are headed to college by then. Right. They're not playing in the Big Thirty Three. No. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this alone. But just know Ohio high school football is you know we're serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. I okay. respect it. Y'all got y'all got Sean and. And I'm let this slide. I'm gonna let the disrespect go. This is getting ridiculous in here right now. Anyway, let's talk about Iowa. I want to talk to all three of you guys about it. I remember when we would play Iowa when I was on the team. Still, Coach Pry and you remember this would always talk about the physicality and the toughness and mm. the grit. And you know what to expect when you walk into a matchup versus Iowa. They're coming to Beaver Stadium. It's a whiteout game. We don't need to rehash 2021 and what that was about. What is the mentality this week as we approach that? Um, just throw your hard helmet on. Um, be ready to come downhill. Obviously, they're one of the old school, older style offenses. They want to run the ball down your throat um, and work off of that and get it. Get it. all right. <laughs> they just want to. They want to. They want to get it started. Get their offense started that way. So. And that's really what we pride ourselves on stopping as a defense. So I feel like it's it's their best stuff versus our best stuff. Would you agree as a linebacker that stopping the run, I mean, as much you know, technique and gap account, all those things that matter, would you agree that at some level it feels like you're saying when you want to try to run the ball that you are straight up tougher? Yeah. Like it's a yeah. toughness thing. And then stopping the run, for me, it takes a, different, uh, takes a different effect because I like to get after the quarterback. So I feel like – Stopping the run allows you to get after the quarterback. So you have to take pride in that to really do what you want to do on second and long, third and long, and really make the plays you want to make. Offensively. Man, this is going to be a trench game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those Going guys are different. On Got defense. a lot of respect for their defense. They do a lot of great things. Can play that three down, play that four down, a lot of hybrid, a lot of movement. Um, but it's going to be uh, fought and won in the trenches. That's where it's going to go down. Um, obviously, we like our depth. Um, they do a lot of good things, but it's just a mentality game. Mm -hmm. Beaver Stadium, Whiteout, to be honest, though, Whiteout's dope. Whiteout is cool for the first 20 seconds on yeah. the field. Offensively, it's just a game. Right. Yeah. Realistically, because everybody gets quiet when the offense is on the field anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's just a game. So right. that, that, that the hype is cool, like for the fans and everything, but that doesn't matter when you're in between the, in between the hashes. The Whiteout, it always. Yeah, yeah, it starts up front. Shout out Coach Leonard. <laughs> I feel like as a defensive player, the whiteout always, like, me, at least me personally, I feel like I really need to go over my stuff. Um, obviously, in an environment like that, I'm on the field when it's its craziest. So we have to really be in sync as a defense and really be connected because 
that that noise it can it can cause some mistakes with the communication and stuff you got to do. So I feel like we really have to deep dive into that this week. Especially as a young player, like mm-hmm. being in your first whiteout, you've yeah. never, I mean, in high school you're playing against 300 people, and sometimes these yeah. guys, the first real prime time action they get is in front of 110,000, mm-hmm. and it's loud. And it can be easy to make some mental errors in that environment, I feel like. My first whiteout was in front of about, uh, say, 135 people. <laughs> well, COVID That's year, right? Yeah. COVID whiteout. Yeah. We had the cardboard cutouts in the stands, man. Yeah, Ohio State second game. I came <laughs> on a blitz. Justin Fields got outside of me. I remember this. Coach Pryor comes up to me. He says, you could have sacked Justin Fields in a whiteout. <laughs> and I just remember looking around. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the bleachers? And I'm just seeing the cardboard faces. <laughs> they probably wasn't the time to do the that. The cardboard that. faces are disappointed in me. I'm just. <laughs> Yo, know. talk about the Illinois game after. Not not the one we just played. 2020 Illinois game. Last game of the season. Oh, my God. After the, after the game, what were you thinking? <sighs> not even after the game. Like. It was like just the fact that we had to keep going back and forth from end zone to end zone. I'm just, I'm just like, yo, like this game needs to end. <laughs> we need to handle business and get this game over with. But just after that game, I went home. Um, I don't think I left my room that night. It was, it was, it was definitely bad. And I'm gonna be wondering why we asked that. That season, 2020, was the most taxing season oh mentally. My God. Ever. Oh that, my god. Like, and that was our freshman year too. You never you'll never understand what I went through that. Like you probably went through went through a lot, but that year, just like imagine <laughs> just like this is my this is my Sunday. Like we just we would just have lost. We came back. You get in the you get in the uh the team room, which is basically just haluba with their chair, and the song's playing never would have made oh, it. And you just you're just sitting there like sulking. Yeah, that losing streak. That losing streak we were on was like those Sunday meetings after that. After so many weeks in a row. How was that? How was that? It it got to the point. I mean, the first game we weren't supposed to lose. We talked about that already. Whatever that means in the Big Ten, you lose that game. So at first it's like, okay, we made some mistakes. Let's clean it up. And then it happens a couple weeks more in a row. Once we got to that point where we're just like, you, you kind of, it sinks in that you're 0 and 4 or you're 0 and 5. And it's like, it's like, have some pride. Like, like it's like, it's a, just, yeah. It's just a pride thing. And I feel like we, we handled it well when we got to Michigan. Um, obviously, going to Michigan, yeah, that was, that was a the big first win, for us. wasn't it? It started a four game winning streak. So that really got us out of it. But just the way that season, and then, you got to think like we didn't have a locker. Our our locker yeah. room was, it was in Haluba. It was know? in Haluba. It was a it was a tent. It was a tent with a bunch of chairs set up. With a curtain with a curtain. <laughs> it was curtain. I remember tent, with a bunch of yeah. chairs set up. So I and mean, I feel like that brought our freshman class together. Together, though, yeah. Uh, like I I feel like we were we were tight because of that. My day was always better after practice. But I walked by y'all's class in those oh curtains, God. and I would hear y'all making small talk and making jokes. <laughs> y'all were funny. Y'all were definitely funny. When they're stinking. Yeah. Shower. Hey, just y'all gotta look around. That just that just reminded me, y'all gotta get a mean van over on this show. Oh, a mean's oh, coming, on, coming on, the on the show. We're gonna have to mean. cut half the show out because yeah. there's no telling what he's gonna say. We'll bring a mean on. Yeah. I was in Pagula the COVID year. <laughs> that was where my locker room was. So if you were a D squad guy, you had to park at Beaver Stadium <laughs> and walk to Pagula and change in the hockey locker room. Um so yeah, I, yeah, I mean that real. wasn't a great time for me. We got cold. That's a ten minute walk, you know, yeah. not worth it. Last whiteout, 
What does it mean to you? Um, do you feel like the emotions are going to come out on Saturday where you realize, like, hey, like, you know, this chapter of Penn State yeah. is slowly closing? Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to take it in. Um, I feel like this, this season I've been really cherishing everything, um, really cherishing the weight room, cherishing the training room, everything about Penn State football because it really has done the world for me and it's meant the world for me. So I, I really gonna, I'm going to take it in a little more. I might stay out there a little extra after the game, um, just, just take it all in for real. What would you say your favorite thing about Penn State football is, as collectively through the years? What's been your mo- like your favorite, not memory, but your favorite thing that we consistently do? I gotta say relationships. Um, yeah. I've met so many people because of this, and I've met people that really could change my life, um, even if when it doesn't even come to football. So I, I'm incredibly thankful to Penn State for that, and I've I've met friends that I think I'm I'll probably have at my wedding and have when I have my first kid, my baby shower. Like that's that's way, way beyond football. Yeah. That's what makes Penn State special, man. Yeah. In 2023, it's not a lot of places that you can go where they're preaching family to you in mm-hmm. recruiting. And then when you leave after your fifth year, fourth year, you're saying the same thing. Yeah. Where it's the family, it's the relationships. Those are the things that you miss. Yeah, and the one thing the one thing I'm scared about is I always hear Coach Franklin talk about um, when you get out of the locker room, you always going to want to get back, uh, get back in. So... I'm definitely cherishing the moments in the locker room, cherishing my guys. Like I, I was just uh, joking with Jaden Sider the other day, like telling him get out the locker room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just like just like stuff like that, man. Yeah. Hot though. Like, do you miss the locker room? The locker room is the only thing I miss about playing football. The, hockey, yeah. the locker room was a little different when they was there, though. It's still How the locker so? room. You know, it's yeah. still the locker room. They they had some. They had a lot of guys though. A lot of funny guys. We were we had a class full of comedians. Oh my god. We had a lot of talent in our class too, but once the talent started getting drafted around year three, and the guys who I mean, there was still some talent in the room. <laughs> but there was still some guys in there who maybe weren't as talented. You were still there. I was still there. <laughs> um, but we got funny because of it. You know, yeah. you go through enough adversity. You play college football long enough. You learn how to make everything a joke, man. Yeah. So, you know, the last thing I want to ask you, and we'll pose some more questions too, um, that defensive line, we saw them coming to life a little bit, especially against Illinois. There's some depth there. Zariah Fisher getting in the mix. He's another guy who one day is going to be an NFL player. Super, I'm super proud of Fisher, man. He, he fight through a lot of adversity yeah. to get there. How, is it, how have they been up front? Obviously, it directly affects what you're able to do as a linebacker. Uh, they've, been, they've been awesome. Uh, I feel like just telling them just to play and we'll make them right, that, that just allows them to play fast. And seeing guys like Chop, Disa, Deny, it's, you can go continuously down the list, just endless guys that just they work their butt off and they attack every practice and every every game like it's a Super Bowl. And I, I love that about them. Like when you see when you see them in the D squad periods, they're they're getting through the line and then running 20 yards down the field back, just retracing, just showing their effort on tape. And I feel like that's going to pay off for each and every one of those guys. And then to Jerry, my point, first road game you played in, yeah. give the fans a little insight on the difference between a home game and a away game, just like from a beginner standpoint. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I, that. That's my favorite part, bro. That's my favorite part, bro. Mm-hmm. I like, like, it's fun because it gives you, like, that type of energy. Like, yeah. it's way, like, I don't know. Me, I like playing the role, like, for me, my first time, I love that. 
feel like most players low key prefer playing in hostile environments. Oh my like, bro, they get juiced it's up the best. Off that. It's the best. I like I like sending people home sad. Like yeah, you want to ruin days. <laughs> I want to ruin a whole stadium's day. Like there was nothing better to me than that game in Auburn last yeah. year. Just bro, like. The oh. amount of anguish and sadness I saw in that crowd, it just it made me so happy. Right. So would you say that's, you know, some people's wives are like their families. Yeah. Oh, your wives, my, you want to ruin people's My wife is still my family, but like if I can ruin someone's day <laughs> while taking care process, of your family, you want right. to. You feel me? It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to pay off for me. It's not, it's not smart on the fans and like us athletes, we're always looking for a little bit of extra juice. All I want. That's all I Free need. Free motivation. Free motivation. So, I already got Manny having me about to run through a wall right. at 7 in the morning. You think you flipping me off right after that on the bus isn't going to help? Like, right. That's not going to You just adding seasoning on top of the chicken, man. That's <laughs> right. what you're doing. That's all that is. I, yeah. I also feel like maybe with a lot of people who aren't college football players, that type of hostility can be intimidating, and it's yeah. like, nah. oh, no. <laughs> That's what we do. We li- <laughs> That's what we want. That's what we've been dreaming I've heard, about. I've heard worse from my coaches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is right. what we dream about. The man in the arena. We walk in there like, it yeah. don't feel like football. That's what I'm saying. That's like, war. Yeah. Gladiators. What's Franklin say before away games? I used to love it. It would turn me up in the team meeting. He'd be like, they're 70,000 versus oh, our yeah. 85. Like, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would turn me up in winter workouts sometimes. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that would give me that extra juice. I'm not gonna lie. Game three, <laughs> Illinois, our 156 versus their 80,000, <laughs> and that's all we need. <laughs> that is oh warm ups. Like, ah, okay, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> warm ups were the toughest part of Penn State football in my book, man. I don't know what it was about warm-ups? warming up. Pre practice, uh, dog. You when you're like <laughs> not when you're 310 pounds, and yeah, you're yeah, wearing yeah. them pads, and you ain't really warmed up yet, like you're stiff. You're out there trying to do like high knees. Yeah. That to me was the toughest part of the day. Think about it like this: for big guys, the hardest part of getting ready in the morning is putting the socks on. Yeah, you yeah. got to sit down. And, yeah. <laughs> I can't that's stand facts. up and put socks on, man. No, that's that's rough, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, oh, wait, hold on. What? You said that's sad. <laughs> it's a little sad. Well, I, I don't judge you, bro. I understand. You just said that's sad. That was immediate. You just judged me. Okay, next time. Okay, next time you line up, you got a DM right there. You got to go block them. Yep. You struggling to put the socks on. You remember that? You on the back. I mean, at least that. you can put your socks on. <laughs> at least you can put your socks on properly. <laughs> looking up at the sky. We'll cut this part. But is there anything that we didn't ask you that we should have asked you? Oh, I'm not sure. I think I think you're straight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you you talk about? No, I'm good. You good? Nothing to plug. I got. I got some things real quick. I, no I want to get you off on a tangent real quick. I want to get back to Devon Elise. Yeah. Um, I've had the privilege of spending some time with you guys this off season, getting to know you guys even better than what I already do. Devon is a clown. You're a clown, yeah. and it makes sense that you guys get along so well. Describe that relationship to me that goes all the way back to McDonough. Yeah. So, me and Devon, we've basically been living together. I got to say, since my sophomore year of high school, that's when I moved into the dorms um, at my school. And it's just it's just a flaming relationship. Like, you you got someone, like, you just busted balls all day, basically pause. That was a bad one. But, like, like yeah, like, it's kind of like what, what him and him and Elzen have, just – Every day, all day, it's it's endless. It's ruthless sometimes. But right. it, it now, gets, uh, with Doc and Elson, it's pretty much just Doc picking on Elson. Elson yeah. really isn't the one 
gassing yeah. that up. So would you say you and Devon? It's no, so don't be worried about no. nobody. A dog is coming to room. It's like sometimes, sometimes I'll I'll pick at Devon. Like he'll just be on the couch, and I'll just be like, "Yo, like I feel like if you jump to the volcano, you will get stronger." Like <laughs> just, just just stuff like that. Just little and, things, right? And it just it turns him up because he always has a response, and it honestly gets me better with my craft mm-hmm. because which is what verbal war. Yeah. That okay, that type. Okay. <laughs> Because you got to be quick with Devon. Like, he's always going to have something in the chamber ready for you. So you have to have your statement Mm -hmm. and then your rebuttal. You got to be ready for Devon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but I want to do this on camera because he's been telling people lies about this situation for years now. Were you there when he punched me in the face and walked through? I, and we had I heard the story. <laughs> okay, never mind. We'll I leave that alone. I just need a witness to back me up on the fact that he hit me in the face for no reason. I did not randomly start a fight and walk through. <laughs> I'll be honest. You look at your track record. It's not good. It's no, not good. You have a bad track record. I don't have a bad track record. Random people who have no correlation to each other, you might be the problem. You might be the problem, bro. You, you might be I got it like maybe two fights in four years of Penn State football nah. uh, sport where we're hitting each other every day. How many fights have you been in, dog? Only with you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, it, I don't think I've been in one either. We keep it professional on the field, man. You're one I of joined guys them. That took it too far. I'm, I'm <laughs> one of the I'm one of the demons of the fights. So, so disclaimer: fights in practice happen a lot more often than you think. Yeah. And I'm the guy. I'm not gonna stop it. I'm not going to, like, break it, but I, I'm going to play around. Like, I may I may run up to you, steal you, and then run away, like, laughing. Like Good mentality. The one time I wasn't laughing, though, was when I did it to Juice, and he, we made eye contact, and I, I think I ran away a little faster. You was not, yeah. Juice, yeah. Is, Juice is one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Not like, the guy to play you with. You don't mess with Juice. No. Like, nah. that's, me and Juice were roommates in Beaver Hall freshman year. And we had some type of discrepancy over something. And I basically stood up off the bat. This is before I knew who Juice was and who I was in the grand scheme of things. But I'm like, yo, you don't stop talking to me like that. I'm not playing with you. He get about the bed. I'm talking about in like six seconds. He got me right back on my bed. I got one arm over my head, bro. I'm like, oh, man, I can't do nothing with him, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't mess with Juice. Nah, that's the difference between man strength and weight room strength. Like, mm. there's some guys, Olu. Man strength, right? They're just—it's just natural. Like you, like you get strong in the weight room, of course. Mm-hmm. But when they get a like a hold of you, right? Yeah, that's one thing I think. You know, you had to work on as you got. <laughs> was my grown man strength, right? What would you say that you have right now? Weight yeah. room strength. Weight room strength. I, I will say though, okay. And, like on a real note though, mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I felt my natural strength in the you game. You can feel it click get in better. Yeah, get better. Yeah. Like sitting on bull rushes and sitting on power moves from guys. Like just not being able to like move my feet. Like I'm stiff. Mm-hmm. Like from if I'm trying to get any presence, it's different. Like you feel that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm starting to feel a little bad strike too. Yeah, yeah. Because I, if anyone, like I know, I know Doc knows this, but like any lineman from Penn State knows, my first two years I was not like a come finesse. down strike you strike you <laughs> linebacker. I was a pure finesse linebacker. <laughs> like you were, if if we were running pods, you were catching that low shoulder and. Okay. You knew it was coming, and you had to stop it. Right. But now I feel like I'm getting to a point in my game where I'm playing based off of what I see. Like, a lot of times you get oversetted or you get undersetted, and you can't really get to that point. So I feel like I'm using physicality to really fix that problem for me yeah. in my game. So. That, make, that makes sense. And a lot of young guys, when they come in, are, are 
strictly finesse, not yeah. by choice, but they feel the grown man yeah. power they're playing against. They're like, yeah, I ain't got that. Would you say that the game has slowed down with time as you've gotten older? Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it really, for me, it was the preparation of it. Um, I didn't really know how to prepare when I first got here. Um, I knew how to watch film because of Huddle, mm-hmm. kind of, but I didn't really know what I was looking at. Um, but that's another thing that I really – I really am thankful to Manny Diaz for because he he really slowed it down to me for a point where I can start anticipating things and I'm not playing so reactionary every play. Right. I mean, you talked about loving getting to the quarterback, too. Yeah. You love pressure and you love blitzing. Obviously, Manny Diaz is as aggressive mm-hmm. of a D coordinator as there is. What's been playing? What's it been like playing under him? It's been amazing. Um, he doesn't just teach you how to – how to do your job, he wants you to make a big play. So he'll he'll coach you to that standard and he'll hold you to that every day. And that's one of the biggest things I respect about him. Is Manny a guy you know, some coaches when I mean you get to the point that you're at where yeah. you're a lock as a starter, you're a potential, a future NFL guy, you're XYZ. Some coaches will kind of back off of those guys mm-hmm. and let them do their thing. Do but, you feel like he still challenges you every day? He challenges me every day. And that's one thing that I really, like, I'm grateful for that because, like, once once they stop coaching you, that means they've pretty much given up on you at mm-hmm. that point. And I feel like he wants me to keep striving and keep growing and keep uh, developing as a player. And I feel like that that's something I'm really incredibly thankful for. Yeah. They say once you feel like you've arrived, it's over. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, why is that funny? Because <laughs> I hear Frank, like, I hear Frank was yeah. saying that. Yeah. Was, you think you've arrived. Right. I that's will... the thing. You can't, you can't ever have that mindset. Because, mm-hmm. like, even if you're a guy that gets to the league, um, say you're, like, a second-round, third-round guy, if you have that mindset that you arrived, like, you arrived, like, I'm here, it, it's, it's already over for you. Because, yeah. like, that that uh, until you get that second contract, nothing is guaranteed. So yeah. you got to really keep grinding and keep having having goals, setting goals for yourself to get to where you need to go. That goes for high school recruits too. Yo, chill on Twitter. Yeah, chill tweeting on. T- yeah, Jerry, tell him about it. <laughs> <laughs> you were a Twitter guy. <laughs> he was a Twitter guy. Hey, those Twitter guys, bro. I'm telling you, they will embarrass you in those winter workouts. Yeah, guys, and let me just define that. When you're a recruit, you're feed, feeding off the hype, you get a couple O's to your name, get a couple O's, you're like, you know what, I'm I'm here. I'm gonna go make some plays in college. You probably will. Don't put it on Twitter. Don't. Because all that's gonna happen is you're gonna get to that school. You're gonna have your welcome to college football moment. And it's gonna be embarrassing mm-hmm. when OGs in the locker room are pulling that stuff up. Yeah. Chill on Twitter. <laughs> and stop giving yourself nicknames too while I'm at it. You're not the Joker. (laughs) You're not the Joker. Stop calling yourself the Joker. They have way too many nicknames. And that's always a villain. When does the villain win? Never. Never. Why are we we trying to become the villain? Yo, that tweet is not going to save you in that tire pool. It's not. That's just putting a big target on your back when you start tweeting like that at 16. I want it more. I'm just tougher. Yeah. I'm just tougher. And then you got a guy. Franklin might recite that tweet. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He might recite it. He might recite it. You got a guy from parts unknown. You got Clark Kent Jr., Luke Cage, that is built for this legitimately. You're not, you're not, you need to be molded into it. He was built for it. Right. You have to worry about that guy. There's a difference between the guys who have to be built for it and the ones that God just gave all the juice to. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually you go run into one of them guys. You know, it's not a fun experience. While we're on that topic of tire pool, when y'all get to that next year, can you please send me a clip when uh 
Vicky gets his rep, I really want yeah, to see that. I do. Yeah, I I'm, ex- really I'm excited for it. It might be against him. Mm. Oh. You we want to get some tire pull in the summer? Y'all do summer tire pull now? They do. <laughs> they do do that. It's time. Chuck it's hey, time. Hey, Post Hills. Post Hill tire Post pool? Hills pre-sled. Oh, man. See, I knew. I remember being, like, in my head. Because I had another year of eligibility after 2021, the Outback Bowl. I'm like, do yeah. I come back? Do I just thug it out for one more year? You made the right decision. Were they so, asking you to come back? No, they didn't okay. ask me to do that. Actually, when I went in and told them I was medically retiring, there was no pushback. <laughs> Did <laughs> no. that hurt you a little bit? Were you, like, maybe, like, give me a little? Uh, I anticipated that. Okay. I anticipated that. But nonetheless, I remember when they announced that Coach Losey was a new strength coach. And it was, like, one of the days where I was going back and forth on whether or not I needed to come back and play another year. I heard he was coming. I'm like, I got to get out of here now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not physically able to do this Losey's a man on a mission, man. Get your piss hot, well, man. Well, tell about your relationship with Losey. It's almost like hero and villain. Now, who's the hero and who's the villain? Yeah, Losey's definitely the villain. Okay. I think they try to build a narrative that I'm the villain, and it's uh-huh. not the case. <laughs> coach Losey, to this day, now, I haven't played football in two years, and I've got the head strength and conditioning coach from Penn State football texting me aggressively at least once a week at 5 in the morning. Do you think you've won the mental warfare aspect of that? <sighs> Yeah, I'm the winner. He knows in person. He doesn't want to go back and forth verbally with me. He can't keep up there mm-hmm. uh, physically, not tough enough. Uh, I don't think he wants it that bad. He doesn't want mm-hmm. it to become a physical battle. Chuck Losey, if you're watching this. He said he, mm-hmm. he said he's going to come on in the next couple episodes. So Did he say that? Yeah, he's coming on. <laughs> so, I mean, so he's going to be there. Right. I'd like you to keep that same exact energy when all he's right. here. I didn't know he was coming on when I said all that. <laughs> 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 Nonetheless, thank you for listening to the fourth episode of The Lions Den. Kurt Jacobs, appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Stay tuned for future episodes. We're going to keep bringing on the best talent. Let us know in the comments who you would like to see on the show, what questions you want us to ask, and we'll continue to bring you the best Penn State content out there. And don't forget to cop the merch. It's out now. Cop the merch. We'll shout you out on Instagram. Get the merch.